Hi, bad bitches of the internet. We are yet again back at back. the After Work Murder Club. We've had work today. It is now after work. And we're at the Club of Murder. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hello. Look at us. We're having wine. We no are, coffee this time. No, it is nighttime on a Wednesday. Happy hump day. My favorite yep. day of the week, other than Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Yep. If you're currently listening to this on a Monday, two more sleeps. Until it's Sunday. Sunday, and that's basically Friday. So. so, hello. Another week you will survive. Honestly, I feel like this January has been like 10 weeks long. Is that just me? Like, wow. Why? I was thinking the same thing it the other day. It feels like such a like, long Like, I've spent my salary for the month. No, yeah, like, like 10 times 10 over. times. Yeah, easy. Yeah. But yeah, if you're, uh, if you're listening to this, thank you. We're happy you're here. <clears throat> that was my lovely co-host, Sophie. And that's my co-host, Elisa. And I'm struggling with my voice again today. Already. Let's dive into this case, shall we? I'm excited. So, this case is one of, like, it's in my top three, like, favorite types of cases. Okay. If you've been listening for a while, you know I'm a sucker for survival cases. Oh, this is not a survival case. Oh, I'm a sucker for 70s cases. Yep. This is not a 70s case. <gasps> and I'm also a sucker for early 2000s internet-related true crime <gasps> cases. Snaps. Like, ugh. I feel like... The survival cases is what you really brought to my life. The 70s, yeah. we were always on the yeah, same wavelength. Yeah. Like, everyone loves the 70s. It's where shit went down. Mm-hmm. You could get away with shit. You really could. DNA just was not a thing. But then it caught up with you when DNA... When you're, like, away. 85, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this... It, I love it. I, it's niche. It, there are a few cases that I can think of that mm-hmm. I'm like... Oh, yes yeah i love that this is but yeah i hadn't really thought of it as like a separate category but Mm -hmm. it really is um so yeah this case is about the murder of casey woody okay okay i'm gonna start this case off with citing my sources so my sources for this case are an article written by mary hallberg on november 5th 2019 it's titled the murder of casey woody okay and there's also a another source, a four-part article series in the Democrat Democrat Gazette, which is an Arkansas newspaper, and the article is titled "Caught in the Web" and was published in 2003. Okay, so people, if you want to have, uh, if you want to do some more research mm-hmm. on this case, go check out those sources. Um, if you want to basically have those sources narrated to you, you can listen to this. Yeah, but by no means mm-hmm. did we. I did not come up with come up with all of this yeah. ourselves. I took most of the online chat excerpts from so the all credits four part. go yeah. to the journalists. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, Casey Woody was born on October 17th, 1989 in Little Rock, Arkansas. No, so there's a third category <laughs> of um, cases that Elisa loves and it's cases mentioning 1989. She's right? a real Swiftie. I, like, I don't know. I know. Who else was born then? Was it the Scream Murders girl? Oh yeah, no, it was. It was. So Casey was the third child of Christy and Ricky Woody, which is a mouthful. Ricky Woody. Ricky okay. Woody. Yeah. Iconic. Honestly. She had two older brothers, Austin and Tim. And Casey, have I ever told you that I think the the name Austin for a boy is yeah. super sexy? Austin's yes. hot. Austin's hot. Yeah, I Austin can see Austin. Hot. Me too. Hot. I don't know what he yeah. looks like. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so Casey and her family grew up in Holland, Arkansas. Not Holland, the country, <laughs> <laughs> but the tiny ass tight knit community. <laughs> tight knit community. It was a tight knit community. We have not that one in a while, no. When was the last, like, literally two episodes ago? We're back in another tight knit community in the states, guys. Have we, like, also, please go over to our Instagram and let us know if you want us to start like a a knitwear like tightly uh, knit knitwear um, <laughs> clothing brand that's called tight knit community <laughs> and like you can make scarves like and like socks and shit also tm don't steal that yes. <laughs> shark tank you're listening to this we're developing the idea right now but we'll get back to you with the business plan anyways <laughs> i'm fucking dead yeah. okay. pre-order your beanie <laughs> on, at, at after work <laughs> 
you can DM us. We'll try and sift through all the requests, but we'll get back to you on that. Anyways. So, Holland, Arkansas had less than 600. Why am I laughing right now? Had less than 600 people living in the little town. Okay, that's like next level tight knit. It's really tight, really knit. So, in 1997, when Casey was only seven years old, her mom actually passed away in a car accident because a freaking freak accident happened and two horses ran in front of their car on the road and what? Casey was in the car and only like her mom didn't make it um, I swear that's what you get for living in a tight-knit community like the most tra- like this is literally like a Nicholas Sparks yeah. moment of, like <laughs> exactly. childhood trauma yeah. um, so obviously Casey like didn't really like talking about this incident yeah she was in the car yeah she was there oh shit Mm-hmm. So she saw her mom really like. I don't know, like how, I don't know, like how. Yeah, I'm assuming like. I mean, it was like a car, car accident. Yeah. I think so I, she kind of swore. Yeah. Her, like, yeah. Okay. Um. So she didn't like opening up about it, and it was kind of like it obviously marked her childhood moving mm-hmm. forward. She's the only girl left in the house. It was just her two brothers and her dad. Um. So moving on from that incident, so backstory Great. moment. Okay. So by 2002, Casey was a classic 12 slash 13 year old. Okay. She was a seventh grader mm-hmm. at Greenbrier Middle School in Arkansas, in Holland, Arkansas. And she sang in the school choir, played the saxophone, loved right. singing, writing poetry. Aww, um, artistic <clears throat> she was very artistic, very musically yeah. inclined. And like myself, she was quiet around people she didn't know okay. and loud and outgoing around her friends. All right. Which, I mean, when you're 12, I feel like most people are like that. Except for me. Yeah. Depends on the yeah, I guess. I think I think when I was 12, 13, I was a true Leo. Whereas now oh, I'm a true Aquarius, mm-hmm. which is my moon sign mm-hmm. for anyone wondering. So Casey had been in the Greenbrier school system since kindergarten. So she's really familiar with the school, with the with area, everyone. with the people. Both her brothers went there and they were like well-known athletes. It's giving me oh. very much like glee. Oh god! Like school yeah, yeah. vibes. So she was, she was like the little Woody. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she Woody was like number the three. sister. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so she's pretty well known among her peers and her teachers and everything. And um, side note, her best friend's name was Samantha, and she went by Sam. So okay, they were like so tight like together. She had other friends, obviously, but like Sam and Casey. Sam and always Casey were like together. best friends. In Cute. school, which yeah. we all iconic. had that one friend. We literally did, and you like label each other like your best friend and no one else. Basically, your sister. Yeah, yeah. It was such a weird time. Everyone's so possessive. Yeah, of friends. It really, it's like if you don't want to be someone's best friend, you're like breaking up with them. Yeah. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> I'm like, I'm still not over that. That it was, was so also weird. Dramatic. It was. It was so fucking weird. Okay, I hated middle school. By the way, Ooh, yeah. not my best moment either. Really, just not a good vibe. Um. So while we're on this topic, let's sketch what it was like being in seventh grade in 2002, oh, shall great. we? So. <clears throat> you had your classic young teenager worries, boys, who are they, do I like them? them, do I hate them, are they annoying, do I have a crush on them? She cared a lot about like random shit like popularity, makeup, <clears throat> all the cringe things that you can think about from yeah. your youth. So was, she was normal. She was like in, yeah, she was like in that sphere of life. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the world that she was living in and internet was obviously starting to become a huge part of it mm-hmm. because it was new, it was hot. Mm-hmm. Everyone was in the chat rooms after school. I know I was when I was like in fifth grade. Yeah. Because I feel like 99% of socializing happened in chat rooms. And if you missed out, it was but like But for huge. us, it was a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So it was like seven years later mm-hmm. or something like that. And by that time, we already kind of got a sense of like, it was wrong to be there. Yeah, so you didn't tell anyone. That's true. But you were still there. But you yeah. didn't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like your little dirty yeah. secret. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, like many other kids back then, Casey would also hang out in random chat rooms to talk to strangers because, like I said, she was fascinated by boys that she would meet on the internet and she, like, wanted to have a little boyfriend. Okay. And she felt like the internet was the most mm-hmm. accessible way to approach these yep. boys. Because, but, yeah, the playground was not where The playground was, was not it. No. Um, and you can actually... <laughs> this, this quote was funny. There was, like, a, an email that Casey sent to one of her friends in middle school where she was like talking about her boy struggles and she goes, my longest relationship was, I think three months. I'm usually the one that gets dumped. I have really bad luck with guys. Dude, I'm like so totally confused about guys right now. Arg. 
Sometimes guys really bad suck, you know? Well, I'm gonna jet because I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> I feel you, Casey. So basically, Casey was frustrated she didn't have a man's. Like we talked about in our screen murders. If you don't have a man's in school, you're gonna die alone, okay? Casey believed that. Everyone was on the same page about that. Like, why is that? Yeah. If you're 12 and you're, you're alone, <laughs> good luck. Get some cats. <laughs> yeah, because you might as well start young. It'll be you and your cats. Literally. Still. Casey decided to broaden her horizons and meet a man online. So, <clears throat> her friend Sam understood Casey's frustrations about how, not having a boyfriend yeah. but she didn't really agree with the fact that casey was like talking to random dudes on the internet because she kind of was like i get it but like, don't but like and you can talk to random dudes on the internet but like maybe don't share your address maybe don't share your freaking phone number okay, like so sam was like the reasonable person yeah she was trying to be like i get it but like chill but, like is this a good idea yeah, like, do you really think this is a smart idea um so she worried about casey a lot and um she told her to like maybe tone it down a little in case he was like i'm just gonna do my thing i'm having a good time i'm talking to all these guys on the internet and i'm like she really didn't see no because like no like she yeah. had nothing to like look back on it wasn't mm. like oh the dangers of the internet it's like this no. is all new and fun and like cool Oof, it must have been so dangerous yeah. in the beginning mm -hmm. it must have been like a criminal network honestly it's, i mean who was on it I'm sure my dad wasn't on it. Like, super straightforward, cool yeah. dudes who were not on it. Creeps were Creeps on it. Creeps on it. And were little on girls. It. Yeah. Who, like, could find the internet. Oh, yeah. God. Um, so, let's take a step back in time real quick. It's okay. New Year's Eve 2001. I okay. just turned five. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, almost a year before what we were talking about now. Yeah. Casey actually met a boy named David Leslie Fagan in a Yahoo Christian chat room for teens. It's always, if it's like the Christians. Anything or Yahoo, like, like okay. <laughs> yeah, but also anything that is supposed to <clears throat> feel like, like it's innocent, mm -hmm. that's where the biggest yeah. creeps are. Yeah, exactly. And the, obviously the reason she was like, oh, this is safe, because it's a Christian everyone chat there, room. Yeah, that's, and predators yeah. are like, everyone is gullible. And mm -hmm. Absolutely. And they're not wrong. Like, that's the reason yeah, that's why she what, yeah. went on there. Um, so this dude, David, went by the name Dave, because that's cooler. Mm. And his screen name was Jazzman underscore DF. Love that. So Casey's screen name was Model Behavior 63, which is just... Which just fits with mine. Fully, yeah. Fully, just absolutely innocent Christian chat room material. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Dave told Casey he was 17 years old, he lived in San Diego, California, um, but that his aunt actually lived close to where she lived in Arkansas. Um, and his profile pic was him with long, wavy blonde hair. He was a little surfer dude from California. Okay. He was chiseled. Mm. Love that. He's also 17. She's like yeah, 13? Yeah, freaking like 12. Oh, sus. really? It's okay. And yeah, he just looked like a hot surfer boy, surfer boy and Casey was like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. It's like a Disney it, prince. I mean, because it's, wait, 2001? Mm -hmm. If that would happen today, I would look at his picture, I would be like, beep, 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 yeah. ring, ring, bitch. Yeah. Hi, is this me from Catfish? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Cammy, no. where are you? Yeah. I have a dude talking to me in a Christian chat room. Yeah, literally. That says he's a 17-year-old surfer boy from San Diego. This cannot be this real. This cannot be real. It, I mean, was it real? Um, so Casey and Dave quickly hit it off. And they bonded over their mutual love for Elvis. And just music in general. But Elvis Presley was a huge bonding moment for them. It's like, it's still, like, you know, it's Elvis. They, but yeah, like, but they were born Christ. in 89. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't. I. I mean, I love Elvis, <clears throat> but I wasn't into Elvis when I was eleven. Like, yeah. No. Like, okay. Yeah. So they ended up exchanging photos of each other, and also not like sexual photos, just like their face. Okay. Um, and like phone numbers as well, which Casey like didn't have an issue sharing anything about her like mm -hmm. personal information online. Um, so after a while of constant communication, Casey quickly warmed up to Dave and. They like had this huge bonding moment where she actually told him about her mother's death. 
So that was like obviously a huge deal to her because she never liked talking opened about it. Up, yeah. yeah, so she opened up to him. Um, and Dave actually opened up about his own kind of similar story to hers. Um, so his aunt actually had recently been in a car accident, the one who lived the, in Arkansas. To Arkansas yeah. oh. And she was actually at that time in a coma and it wasn't looking too good. So they were both like bonding about like tragic family loss and like, or like obviously his yeah. aunt was still alive, but it was like a moment that brought them really close together. Okay. And Casey felt like he was a really good friend of hers at the time. Now, Casey's dad, Ricky, was actually a local police officer in the area. Um, he hadn't remarried or anything, so he was still the only parent in the house. And he wasn't super concerned about Casey's new online friend. He knew about Dave. it. Yeah, she told him about it. He obviously was like, it's fine if you guys are just friends and you don't like go try and see him or like do anything mm-hmm. weird. Like it's online, like what can happen? Mm-hmm. Nothing. So the age gap did suss out Ricky, her dad, because obviously Dave was yeah. freaking 17 and Casey was 12. Yeah. Which like, bit, like, obviously if you're like 40 and like... Why do I feel like that's... Like when you're, it's 15 and 19, I feel like that's more likely to happen. Because like you're mentally, like 12, you're a kid. You're a kid. You're just like a child. When Dave turned 18, Casey's dad was like, this needs to stop. Because now it's illegal. Illegal, yeah. He's 18, you're 12 or 13. Um, like he basically forbade her from talking to him. Which always makes it worse. Which we know they don't listen to. So Casey continued talking to Dave. So <coughs> Ricky Woody just made this whole thing I know, a lot they, more yeah, exciting. He really did. It's like but it's not his fault. Fruit, but no. yeah. Yeah. Forbidden, forbidden fruit. fruit. Yeah. Um, so at some point, Casey and Dave's relationship became more than just friends and they were online dating. She had herself a boo who was literally 18. But and she was I mean, probably was telling all her friends how cool he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Like, she would show pictures and everything. Like, yeah, so that's actually where we're going next. The Casey's friends. friends, including Sam, they knew about Dave and how much him and Casey had been talking and, like, sharing things and everything. And they would also actually talk with Dave in the chat rooms together. So, like, they kind of, like knew him as like a friend or like he was part of the friend group kind of yeah um but yeah obviously they were skeptical about the whole thing because casey and dave were like mm-hmm. on a whole other level like mm-hmm. they would be like calling each other on the like they would mm-hmm. talk on the phone for so long um yeah and it would be like they were like dependent on each other and casey would yeah. share like a bunch about her like personal life teenage love yeah like Your you think mates. like yeah exactly like you think like this is the person that it's the <laughs> most insane longing for a person that a person it's can crazy. feel. I swear to God, I have never. This is this might be strange to say, but like, in my entire twenty six years on this planet, I've never been more in love than when I was fifteen. I've literally felt the same. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> because I'm triggered. <laughs> um, I think like we've all had like this sim- a similar like universal experience. Because I was in a different country mm. and i still felt that way Jesus yeah that's it's a universal Christ. thing it's, yeah. yeah awful because i swear to god it has nothing to do with the with a person no it's just like your body yeah. wants you and you yeah. imprint yeah. on someone and you're like twilight you know what? did not exist back then no. but like but you do imprinting yeah you see someone and you're like right i'm going to act completely insane around you because i'm so in love with you and you guess what you're going to do the same with me i'm so embarrassed right now i uh, <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm like, well, this is literally triggering to talk about. Um, so yeah, Sam told Casey she wasn't entirely sure if Dave was actually 18 because when they were talking in the chat room together, he would use words like groovy and wicked and just like old people words, which is like a good Ew. observation, first of all, yeah. to be like, that's weird vocabulary to use as an 18 year old. Yeah, Even yeah. now it's like, if someone said groovy in a non-sarcastic way, I'd be like, is this your yeah, lingo yeah, or like yeah. what is this shit? Like, why do you sound like my mm-hmm. dad? Um, <clears throat> but Casey was like, "What? What are you talking about? Look at this pic of him. He's so hot." <laughs> um, she's See, like, she I, wants to believe the lie. She and like she does believe yeah. it. Like it's like her brain working against her. Yep. Um, so yeah, they obviously continue to talk and like continue to talk on the phone and on the in the chat room and everything like that. 
So by May 2002, so they met New Year's Eve 2001. Okay. So like five months later, Casey met another boy named Scott. Okay. Scott said he was 14 and lived in Alpharetta, Georgia, which was a suburb in Atlanta, which is, I don't think, super far from Arkansas. I feel like it's all in the south. So she was continuing to yeah. talk to people in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she was still meeting new people okay. and still having her like moment with Dave, the surfer dude. So around this time in May, Dave was actually asking Casey to meet up with him because he really wanted to see her IRL. And um, Dave was like, yo, let's meet up. It's been a while. We're dating. You're my boo. And I want to meet you. Let's wanna meet up. I want to put a ring on it. No, but like. <laughs> I mean, I would not be surprised. Um, and he said, like, I'm going to go meet up with my, meet up with his aunt. He's going to go visit his comatose aunt in the hospital. She's still in a coma. She's still in a coma. It's okay. still not looking great. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to go visit her. It's in Arkansas. You live in Arkansas close to where she is i'll just when i go there drive by and we can like meet up it's mm-hmm. perfect because like when else i'm gonna meet in arkansas and casey is like i don't really know if i want to meet you like this is oh, okay she does have, she that did have flex. a stranger danger moment where she okay. was like i'm not sure if i want to meet you in real life i don't know if i'm ready for that um and she would even talk about it with her friends being like he's coming to arkansas and he wants to see me like what do i do do i meet him do i not meet him and they're like but more so as to like oh my god i'm I'm afraid if he'll like me and like the way I look and things like that versus like what if he's a creep I think I think it was partly like what if he's a fucking weirdo or like he's I don't know if he like wants to do something or like because he is 18 I think at that point she really does believe it's him oh yeah but she's more afraid as to like maybe he don't he won't think i'm cool yeah. or maybe he wants to go further mm-hmm. than exactly. what i want right now like and i love this platonic i miss you so much yeah. i wish i wish you were in my arms mm-hmm. yeah like kind all, of all she's having right now is pure attention yeah like why would she want to change that or like make yeah. it weird or different or anything so she was kind of like nor i don't really want to see you i don't think that's a good idea let's not do that mm. but like good luck with your aunt okay um so yeah, she told her friends like she didn't have any plans to be with him in person ever, nor did she really want to. So it was kind of like okay. a no-go for her. Um, so as she was getting to know Scott, the other dude, she realized that you know she was juggling two boys on the internet. It was like a lot, and she felt like she had to pick between the two as like okay. who she would want to like be her boyfriend. Okay, which is like iconic thirteen-year-old struggle, <laughs> and she ended up choosing Scott. Wait, the second one. The second new <laughs> dude. <laughs> And this was by October 3rd. So that's when she started dating Scott. And okay, so it, it had been like almost a year mm-hmm. since, since Dave, she met Dave. She was like, tired of him. Yeah, and five months since she met Scott. She's like, I'm ready for something new. Yeah. Out with the old, in, in with the with new. You. Scott, you're my new boo. Why am I rhyming? This is a lot. Wow. Um, she even changed her relationship status on social media. Which is... So avant-garde. <laughs> Like, also, whoa, it's like space. basically getting married, right? It is. It's, it's basically like a declaring love. Like this is why online. she's doing this shit. She's like, look at me, like I am, I am having male attention when I'm like twelve and thirteen, which is what everything, like every girl wants at the time. How insecure were we? So at insecure. Time? So insecure. It's like how many people are you texting slash messaging? Yeah. How many? I remember like a legit question amongst girls being like how many guys could you text now and oh ask my God. do you want me by boyfriend and they would say yes it was a fucking legit it's question. like a competition i'm like what mm-hmm. uh so yeah she obviously so now she was dating scott but she was still talking to dave because they had been talking for so long they were mm-hmm. friends they knew about each other's lives and Scott and Dave actually would even talk to each other multiple times together on the phone or like in a chat room or anything. So they would just talk I to each other. I love her openness. Yeah. Though. So she introduced Dave to Scott. She's like, this is my really good friend, Dave. But there was never like a breakup moment. No, Dave. I don't think. I don't think okay. Dave. Dave was, at least I didn't read anywhere that he was like okay. acting dramatic about like the okay. breakup. I think he just kind of was like, it's he okay. He was probably talking to like 17 other girls. I mean, probably. 11 year olds. Yeah. Okay. But he was like, as long as we can still be friends, we're Gucci. Yeah. 
So by December 2002, Casey would constantly talk to both Scott and Dave, and Casey's friends started to get worried about the amount of like talking and like sharing that she would do with these guys. Um, to name one red flag behavior, or like not red flag, but like not yeah educated on the dangers of the internet. After having known Scott for only a couple of weeks, she had already given him her home address. Which is just, like, not the vibe. No. Nope. Anyone listening to this, please do not give your address to a stranger that you hadn't met yet on the Never, internet. Never. Like, don't ever, ever. Even if he's like, oh, I want to send you something. Fucking, if you really want him to send you something, get a P.O. box in a yeah. different town. And even then, like, he might be parked outside waiting for you to go inside. No, get, like, a post office yeah. address or something like that. They have drop-off places. Just please do not give your home address. I feel like we know no. this, but, like, I just want to reiterate it for those who, like, are yeah not knowing this in 2022 don't do it okay so on the morning of tuesday december 3rd 2002 sam decided like it's been going on for almost a year at this point and she's still worried about her behavior so she's like if i can't make her stop or like change or not give out information like that i'm gonna try and see if an adult can because you're still 12 13. big up sam yeah i was like dude that takes balls to like kind of go behind your friend's back and like Going to talk yeah. about this. So she actually went to the school counselor to express her concern about Casey's online romances. And the counselor, which is like so cringe, she brought Casey in to talk to her about it. Oh my freaking frick. Yeah. No. Like How do you think worst. that that's yeah. Yeah. the solution? Like the amount of times where my mom would be like, Do you want me to talk to the principal about this? I'd be like, I'd rather die than yeah. you tell anyone, in, like any grown up in my do school. Do you want me to write a note in your yeah. agenda? Yeah. Like, no. like that's gonna solve it, Kathleen. Yeah, it's gonna make it so much worse. So yeah, I mean, obviously Sam acted out of her best interest because she didn't know what else to do. But the counselor did like talk to Casey about it, being like, you know, don't share your phone number with strangers on the internet. Make sure you know who you're talking to. Like, do your parents know who yeah. you're talking to? And Casey was like, yeah, like my dad knows that I'm talking to these people, and like I would never share my phone number with them if my dad didn't know. So like he knows about all this shit and obviously yeah. Ricky had no freaking idea because he had yeah. like told her he, she wasn't allowed to talk to Dave I don't know if he knew about Scott to be honest um, I mean probably after Dave he was like no more of these chat rooms yeah yeah because Dave had told her he was 17 then he turned 18 mm-hmm. which was like the turning point mm-hmm. but like uh, she meets Scott right after mm-hmm. that might have just been Dave thinking ah shit now i need to be younger than 18 let me get another person another person another profile let me be another dude so probably he was like chat room no yeah for me yeah um so yeah after that quote-unquote conversation casey just kind of like scurried off and she was pissed at sam she's like i can't believe you did this it's so embarrassing like she got kind of in a fight with her classic middle school where you're wrong at the wrong yeah where you're mad at the wrong people yeah um you don't see that your own behavior is problematic Mm -hmm. and not theirs and like yeah you just like don't understand like you just feel like your whole world just went to shit because of this one incident with the school counselor and like you're mad because it's embarrassing or like yeah. whatever when really you should be like oh wait why did she go to the and counselor and i love casey in a way for this because like everything we talked about is so relatable yeah it is. she's just a middle schooler yeah like, like yeah. she's not doing anything that not one million middle schoolers at this point would do yeah 100 percent. like we've all been there yeah yeah i mean not to that extent but like we've all fucking done embarrassing yeah. things on the internet anyway um so her and sam patched things up by the end of the day like they were kind of like icing each other out and then sam was kind of like i'm sorry let's get over this and casey's like okay like forgive and forget Soul sisters yeah like we're best we're besties gotta stick together mm-hmm. so after school that day casey out of the blue asked sam if she could sleep over at her house that night which was a kind of uncharacteristic because it was a school night and yeah. like it came out of nowhere and Sam said no because, like, her mom wouldn't allow it because yeah. it's a school, school night. night. Like, that's just not a vibe. And Casey asked her other friends if she could stay over, but they all said that they, that she couldn't because it was a school night. So Casey's like, okay, no Like, I'll see you tomorrow. It's fine. Good night. And she, like, went home. So the night of December 3rd, it was really rainy and really freaking cold. It's December 3rd. Temperatures were around freezing. It was misty, kind of, like, snowy 
just a gross ass night outside. And Casey's brother, Tim, was a college student at the time, but he was still living at home. But he wasn't there that night because he was at the library studying, which we've all been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim's friend, Eric, uh, he was also living at the house at the time, um, but he was at a night class that night because he was like studying to be an electrician or some shit. So he wasn't home either. And Casey's dad had a police shift that didn't end until 2 a.m. that night. Um, Casey also had an aunt that lived... I read somewhere in the same street and somewhere else next door, but like somewhere on the same street. But she also wasn't there that night because she was at her son's basketball game, which was out of town. So basically, as predictable as it sounds, Casey was completely alone in the house on this night. And she left the doors unlocked because she always left the doors unlocked because it's a tight-knit community. And she like, why would she knock the doors now randomly? Okay, but so maybe that's too much foreshadowing, but her asking her friends to sleep over was completely random. It was completely random. Okay. Which is like, I wonder why she did that. I wonder... Was it completely random? Yeah, I mean, like, it said, I mean, they didn't say why she asked. It just was like, it's it's so uncharacteristic that she did. And like, maybe it's not important. Maybe she just randomly wanted to have a sleepover for no reason. Like, maybe she knew she was going to be home alone and she's like, might as well. Or maybe it had something to do with it. But we don't, I don't know. I couldn't find anything about that. She spent the evening doing what she would always do, which is open up her laptop, sit behind her desk, and talk to her man, Scott, and her other man, Dave. Um, So the conversation between them that night went a little like this. Scott, hey, sweetie. (laughs) Casey, hey. Scott, how are you, my angel? Casey, okay, you? Scott, better now that you're on sweetie which like okay, oh my what? god she's not giving him anything i know she was giving very dry hey and the okay was just o and k not like an a y okay it. yeah and she oh, there's a lot of dot 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 there's a lot of sweeties and angels from yeah, his side i know that's what i also noticed when i like saw this what? i was like scott's giving a lot casey's giving like i don't really yeah. give a fuck but you know maybe that's just her vibe so during this conversation they discussed like many different things that happened throughout the day and Casey also told Scott about the whole Sam going to the counselor to okay. talk about her. So it is her. She's talking about her day. Yeah. yeah. And the conversation about that was Casey saying, so guess what? I got a lecture. And Scott said, oh, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> this is so cringe. Casey goes on how you could be an 80-year-old rapist, lol. Scott goes, lol. Casey's like, and that that picture of you is actually your grandson, haha. Scott says, how many times have you gotten that one? Ha ha. And then Casey goes, um, I lost count. Well, then she's like, do your parents know you talk to people you don't know? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, be careful and don't agree to meet them unless your mom or dad is with you. And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, remember this little talk. And then I just walked away. So that was like her recanting the situation. So you can obviously tell like she didn't really take the counselor's words. Yeah, but then for me, that also shows that she's she's kind of insecure and she's like checking with scott being like this is fucked up right yeah like this is fucked up right like you're not an 80 year old -old rapist like kind of wanted to gauge his Mm -hmm. reaction maybe i mean his reaction is literally lol i don't know yeah he wasn't giving a lot of oh my god that's crazy no, but then I feel like, I mean, hindsight is yeah, everything, yeah, yeah, and I, in, in that situation, you cannot judge anything, mm-hmm. but I feel like if he was a 40-year-old rapist, he'd be like, no, baby, I'm not, you know that I'm not, like, yeah, trying yeah, to convince yeah, her, yeah, yeah, like, whereas, overly. like, saying LOL is, like, such a teenager thing yeah, to do, and, like, clearly like, you have like? nothing to prove, because you're not, mm-hmm. That's I'm true. not sure, yeah. Um, so while she was talking to Scott about her day, she was on the phone with Dave at the same time. She was really multitasking out there. Um, okay. So Dave was actually really upset because his aunt, who had obviously been in a coma since the car wreck, was about to die. Just the urgent. Okay. Yeah. So he said that he was on his way from California to Arkansas, like as he was speaking to her on the phone, and that he had been driving from California for the past four days to make sure that he would see his aunt before she died. So he was like, I'm around the Arkansas neighborhood right now. 
Wait, she hadn't talked to him in four days? I don't, like, I'm, yeah, I'm unclear if he mentioned that he was going to do this. This article made it seem like this was her finding out for the first time, but now I'm, like, not too sure. Okay. I'm unclear about that. Okay. Um, so... So obviously with Casey's history with her mom dying, she uh, she felt really bad for Dave going through something similar with his aunt. So Casey was trying to console Dave on the phone um, while she was talking to Scott in the chat room. And she was also updating Scott about what was happening with Dave, saying that like Dave's aunt's gonna die and she's on the phone with him and he's really upset. And Scott's like soothing her. She's like, he's all like, I'll always be with you, my angel. Just like sending a, a lot of messages about his undying love for her which is kind of cringe kind of cute don't really know what to make of it so as scott was telling casey how much he loved her he realized that casey had stopped responding after a while um which he found uncharacteristic because casey would usually like respond right away and she he wasn't like she wasn't anymore she'd be like sweet dreams i need to log off yeah like she yeah yeah like she would always say something like she would always like usually also like walk out of the chat room so she, yeah he knew that she was gone um so he wrote are you okay sweetie and then when casey finally responded a little bit later her messages were really brief and dry um and all she wrote was yeah at 9 41 p.m and like scott like message after message was like how are you doing are you mad are you okay and all she was all she wrote was yeah i love how from the beginning of the internet, the way people write on the I internet know, can just... really identify you. Yeah, yeah, it I is. Know, it's true. Like sometimes when I text my dad, I know when it's my mom responding mm-hmm. to my texts with my dad's phone, not mm-hmm. telling me it's her. Mm-hmm. Like when they're in the car together, mm-hmm. I'm like, haha, hi mom. Yeah, it's like the tone of voice and like the way you, you just write know. certain words, and like he knew something was like not right with her. Um. <clears throat> So as Casey was talking with Dave and Scott, someone was creeping around in her backyard and she didn't know at the time. So this person walked through the front door because it was unlocked and he obviously caught Casey completely off guard and covered her face with a chloroform soaked rag. Um, And in their struggle of like her trying to fight away from him, her glasses were knocked onto her dad's couch and like a bunch of stuff fell over on her desk and in her room. So like there were signs of struggle. Um, but he obviously was successful in kidnapping her and taking her out of the oh my God. out of her house. And like as they were struggling, like Scott's messages kept popping up on the screen, and he was all like, "Please, God, let her be okay. Casey, please talk to me. Please talk to me. Like, where are you? I'm so so scared. I don't know what to do." Like he was like freaking freaking out because she wasn't responding. So I feel like oh my God, bless God. Yeah, like he really knew something was up, which is like insane. And, like, he would be typing, being, like, is someone there? Someone please help? Like... True love. I know. But I'm, like, how did you know that something... This you were in a Christian child. Yeah. God I'm, was there. What he really there? was. Um, so Scott would be continuously message- messaging her for the next 35 minutes. Um, oh, poor... I know. Poor Scott. He was, like, begging her... Begging for her to be all right. Um, so at 10.15, Scott called the Woody residence, so, like, Casey's house hoping that someone would pick up and he can be like, what the fuck happened? Where's Casey? Is she okay? But no one answered because no one was home at the time. So he emailed one of Casey's friends, Jessica, not Sam. He goes, Jessica, please let this be you. Something is wrong with Casey. She's still online and she suddenly left during our convo but didn't log off. So he like knew something had happened, which is insane to me. Oh my God. Yeah, like that's insane. And he said, I tried to call her and no one answered and we weren't fighting or anything. So I emailed the cops to make sure she's all right. I hope they get it soon. What the fuck? I know. Wait, how old is this dude? He's 14. I love him. I know. Um, he goes, I'm going crazy. I don't know what I would do without her. Please, God, let her be okay. He's really banking on on the Lord up there to make sure she's okay. Um, at the time of the email, it was 1044. So, like, Jessica was asleep. And she wouldn't read the email until the next day at the after, like, Poor in the afternoon. Scott. I mean, he did try. He really did try. So, meanwhile, let's rewind a little bit that night. It's 1017 p.m., and Eric comes home from his night class, the brother's friend. Yeah. 
And he just assumed Casey was already in bed. It's late. He was like chilling in front of the TV, doing his laundry for like an hour. He would pass by her room multiple times on the way to the laundry room and like not obviously not think about any, like he wasn't yeah. just gonna like walk no. in. It's weird. Um, but like when he was uh, walking by her room at 1140, he realized that he, no, at 1130, he realized that she wasn't actually in her room. So he was like, oh, maybe she's just with like friends or family. Like who am I to keep tabs on where she is? And a couple minutes later, Casey's brother Tim got home, and Eric asked him where Casey was, and Kim was, uh, Tim was like, isn't she home? And he was all like, no, she's not here. So Tim called his dad, the police officer, and was like, something's not right, Casey's not home, I don't know where she is. Okay. It's 11.40 p.m. At 10 was when she had responded to yeah at 9 40. 9 40. so it's now two hours yeah it's been two hours and now like her brother her brother's friend and her dad know that she's not home okay um so her dad immediately calls all of casey's friends being like is she at your house what's up with that he called the aunt and obviously she wasn't any of those places um so the dad notified the sheriff's office and drove home immediately to be like what the fuck happened Mm -hmm. so at the house he noticed that both of her jackets and her shoes were all still at the house and it was fucking cold outside and dark and so she didn't go somewhere yeah so it's not like she just like put on clothes and left like it was and there were clear signs of struggle in her room yeah um so he knew immediately like something was just not right and something bad had happened oh my god imagine imagine being that parent and you know the scenarios and you know it's not looking good yeah um so when they went into casey's room they found the long chat conversation between casey and scott so they messaged scott from casey's account being like yo you up we need to talk to you yeah like what the fuck happened and Scott immediately responded like he fell asleep in front of the computer. Oh, poor boy. He was probably like, he was, like panicking. Waiting. But honestly, if you have an internet relationship at that point and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like, but like he did all he could. He yeah. He emailed the cops and her best friend. Like He called the house, which is insane. I'm yeah. sure in his, like when, if I was him, mm-hmm. I'd be like, why the fuck are you pissed? And like, go to bed pissed. Like, okay, like let's that. talk tomorrow then. Yeah. Like, fuck off. No, he like really was like, what the fuck? Um, he immediately responded being like he had no idea what happened Casey wasn't being weird or like acting mm-hmm. weird or they weren't fighting or anything and he just like she just left suddenly um, he also mentioned that Casey was on the phone with her friend Dave that night as well but he explicitly said like I've met Dave he's a good guy if he wasn't a good guy like I would have told you but yeah. he's just a friend um, so near the scene of the struggle police found two pieces of paper one that said okay Casey Reed Woody loves David Leslie Fagan. What? Wait. She wrote this. Casey? Casey Reen Woody. It's her full name. Reen Woody? Okay. Loves David Leslie Fagan. Dave. Why? Because it's like when you're 13, you like write in your diary. Okay, like, but she's with Scott. I know. And then the second piece of paper said, Casey Reen Woody loves Scott G. <laughs> I'm sure she was like torn between the two and she was like trying like doing that kind of thing yeah because it's so similar and it's just their names or maybe she like just wanted to write i don't know like i'm and she's like going to burn one or the other and like manifest things i'm sure she was just obsessed with these two dudes Mm -hmm. like fair enough and confused yeah um so police were like all right we already know scott's full name his background his address like he gave it to them when like they were talking and to him. And he's a good boy. And he is a legit 14-year-old Scott. Oh, I know. From freaking Atlanta. Oh, no. Yeah. And he was he was so He like sweet, cares. He, he cared so much. We just never know. See, the internet can be a good place. I know a lot of people that met their yeah. significant other mm-hmm. on the internet. They're now married or they have babies or they are just happy in their yeah. relationship. The internet can be a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Just beware yeah. of probably Dave, because now I'm suspicious. Dave, Dave. Anyways, so the cops are like, all right, Scott's good. I wonder, Scott's parents, are they in on the whole idea. thing? I'm like, assuming at this point they are. Yeah, I, like, it would he's be fucked a good, up. Yeah. He's a good boy. He probably told his mom yeah. he's in love. Yeah, I mean, they were dating. Oh. Yeah, online, you know? So the cops are like, all right, this Dave dude, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. So they searched up David Fagan, which is like the name that he gave um, Casey. Let me guess, did not exist. 
No. Well, it did lead to this dude called David Fuller, which had the same initials. So they're okay. like, okay. He was 47, lived in California, which m- matched mm. with the Dave online. But he was married and had two kids. I'm about to barf. I know. But his wife had filed for a divorce back in July. This is December. So it's been a couple months. Um, he had been talking to her for like eight a months. A fucking long ass time. Like way before the point. divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Way yeah. Um, so it wasn't going too hot with him. His like home life was, was wrecked. And he'd also been recently fired from his job as a used car salesman because he was watching child pornography on a work computer. Oh <laughs> my fucking lord! Like what? what the fuck? The Instead fuck? of fire him, put him behind bars. Yeah, like why the fuck is firing? He's watching, first of all, porn on a work computer at work, please. But like child pornography. Yeah, child pornography on your work computer at work. I'm like it's that's illegal. nine numbers. It's just uh, it, it's three numbers. It's nine one one. Yeah. College. I don't yeah. report. I really don't understand how the fuck he just got fired and they were like, Alright, peace, you're a fucking creep. It's like, yeah, he's a creep and he's a menace to society. He's watching child porn. Do something about it. Yeah, hello. Um, so he had also previously been arrested on suspicion of domestic violence, but the charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. And he had also been accused of inappropriate behavior with a seven-year-old daughter. Seven-year-old daughter. Um, and he was investigated by Child Protective Services, but nothing came of that either. So basically, David Fuller was a fucking huge-ass creep and pedophile to his own kid and, and to... And fail of the justice system once yeah, again. Yeah, so many times. Like, the, like I literally just, just named three, yeah, three reasons why he's a fucking, yeah. like, why he should not be on the streets. Yeah. Okay. So, police were able to trace David through his internet history, and they got hold of his credit card records. So, on December 4th, the day after the kidnapping got reported or, like, happened, they saw a charge on his credit card for a storage unit that he bought the month before. Um, and the storage unit was in Conway, Arkansas, which was just down the road from Holland, Arkansas. And they looked into nearby hotels to see if David was actually physically in Arkansas. And they found that a David Fuller had checked into a nearby Motel 6. He's using his own Yeah, he really is. So they're like, okay, we have our dude. He's in Arkansas. So like it matches up. So he had arrived in Arkansas, or like he checked into the motel on December 2nd and was scheduled to stay there for a week. So like everything was matching up. This is basically the fucking creep that Mm -hmm. um, Casey was talking to. So investigators immediately went to the storage unit to see if David and or Casey were there and if they could like obviously help her. Yeah, if she was being held Mm -hmm. against her will. Yeah. So police arrived at the storage unit between 5 and 6 p.m. that night and the door to the unit was closed, but it wasn't locked. Um, so they okay. approached the unit and they heard a gunshot go off inside the unit. So obviously they're like, okay, David's armed. A gunshot just went off. Like we can't just storm into the unit. Yeah. Um, we need to like, ho- like coax him out of there. Yeah. Um, so they tried to do that. They tried to like, like they were all stationed around the unit talking to him from outside being like, come out. Like, what are your demands? Like they were trying to like have a but they conversation heard a gunshot. with him. Yeah. I just really hope that she wasn't alive until then. Then he. Yeah. So around 8.30 p.m., they finally entered the unit and they found the dead body of David Fuller. Who he, Wait, what? The gunshot that we heard or that they heard previously was a self-inflicted gunshot wound that he shot into himself. So he basically, okay. like, he heard the police coming. It was like, fuck, I'm caught. Like, okay. I'm going to kill myself. So he did that. Cute for him. Um, so the minivan that he was driving was parked inside the unit and inside the van was the body of Casey Woody. Which is just like fucking. It's been less. It's been less than a day. I would like less than twenty four hours, oh, and she'd already they were died. So quick to yeah, track they him really down. were. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, so she had died from a single gunshot wound to the head as well. And police believe that David was planning to escape the storage unit that night when it got dark, which is why the car was in there. But then he obviously heard the police and was like, "Okay, never mind." So was she taken there to be murdered? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was like alive, and he was like. He abducted her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he killed her later. Which, like, holy fucking shit. Imagine... 
oh my god like imagine just all the realizations going through her being like this is the dave that i was oh talking to on the fucking and phone like, the counselor was right yeah. and i was mad at sam yeah. but she was right mm-hmm. and- yeah so what's extra creepy about this case there was actually a documentary that was made after the facts and um casey's friend sam and also jessica one of her other friends the one that the one got emailed yeah yeah jessica they were both talking on the documentary about like their experience and like what <gasps> oh happened my God, i want to see that yeah okay. i haven't seen it but i've like i've seen like clips of Snippets, it yeah mm-hmm. and they like both described an incident that took place at the woody house when they were there in october oh they my were like don't say like literally yes this fucking like i hate this so much they were all hanging out in casey's room jessica sam and casey and they heard like floorboards creaking outside in the hallway and when like police checked they could see that um david that same weekend had was in arkansas and he like planned to Ew. be there for the weekend so like like it hadn't i i don't think it, it was confirmed so she got some extra time on this earth because of the fact she was having a fleet sleepover yeah but like they literally heard like he was fucking creeping around the house he was there in october the audacity what if they opened the door yeah but like i don't it just like really fucking freaks me out imagine if he did something then and like killed all three of the girls i don't know like i'm just like holy shit people lock your doors for the love of god (laughs) um oh my fucking so yeah that's basically the story of casey the murder of casey woody david had been luring other girls on the internet um similarly to casey but like nothing that ended into violence except this case he didn't get the chance yeah he didn't get the chance i yeah i'm not entirely big up for scott for trying i just i'm like this is just a huge big fat cautionary tale of like the internet obviously this is like 20 years ago which is crazy to think about but things like this still happen on the daily so just be safe guys like obviously it's normal to talk to random people on the internet like we've all done it we're doing it literally on our instagram talking to (laughs) strangers like it's so normal but just be careful with what you share about yourself and like lock your doors oh honestly and we don't want to be those people that say that the internet is a bad place full of bad people. Mm-hmm. But just be cautious. Yeah, just be careful. And if your friends and are I'm concerned... I'm sure that you do things that you know are not cautious. Mm-hmm. But even then, mm-hmm. try to be, try to follow your gut. And this comes down to what we always say is it's better to be suspicious to, than to wind up dead exactly a hundred thousand percent also like tell your friends about it if you're meeting up with some dude off of the internet and like it's a tinder date or it's whatever something else yeah let them know where you're going literally one of my really good friends if she's listening to this hi you probably know who you are she was meeting up with some dude to record her own podcast and she messaged us her location where she would be and she's like i should be done in 45 minutes if i'm not this is where i was and this is the dude that i was meeting moral of the story just tell someone Mm -hmm. absolutely also share your location on your phone but yeah moral of the story tell your friends about where you are where you're going if you're meeting a stranger share your location don't be afraid to like tell people about it because bad people still exist and the internet is still a dangerous place it is Um, it truly is that's the wow thank you for sharing that um i feel like it's a cautionary i think it was a throwback to all things middle school i know all triggered. things i didn't want to be reminded know, of yeah, um but such an important lesson mm-hmm. and yeah um yeah. as much as we love the internet it's a fucking terrifying place it really is and i will go out on that one amen all right see you next week bye, bye.